My name is Matt Brown. Oh, you know what? You never let anybody discourage you from that. I'm serious. Really. Wait. Put your number in my phone and then we can like text. Oh, excellent. And let's start the show. And yeah, uh, welcome to the Stavros verse. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, and we have a very special edition of the Productive Conversations podcast coming your way. We're dropping this on Tuesday, and it's going to be a special show about astrology. We are about to answer all the astrology questions you have had or you have not had already, you know. Zodiac signs, psychics, tarot cards, twin flames, soulmates, all that cool stuff that we're trying to break down and maybe learn a thing or two about it. And also the big questions like, does astrology actually predict romantic partners? Does it actually define your personality, literally? And does it define who you are and what you're going to be and all that stuff? So we have a very fun show for you. And before we get into all of that fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. One, Instagram at Productive Conversations podcast, Twitter next at ProdCovalPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So as we are underway in year four of the Productive Conversations podcast, doing what we must do and doing what we can do and learn to do as we try to grow this brand. Last season, all fall, we did two football shows, NFL and college football, and we did the tweet cap, plus some other shows here and there during the fall season. And now that we are at the beginning of the year and we are expanding, if you will, with college football officially ending yesterday with the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. And I have words on that for tomorrow's show, which will be an NFL postseason preview and a recap of the national championship. So we are still planning to do two to three shows a week. So we are just seeing what else we could do. What new things can we learn? What new subjects can we tackle? What new people can we introduce to you, the audience, and bring onto the show as we all come together to grow this brand? And most importantly, what must we do to entertain you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world who we, of course, love and appreciate? So... We will continue our tradition of doing special productive conversations and keeping up with the namesake. And this time we're going to do a whole podcast on astrology. I recently met Erin McGoldruck. Yes, that's one of the most Irish names I've ever heard. But she is a very, very sweet and very cool person who I met recently. And she told me about her passion with astrology off the air. And I was really fascinated by it. You know, talk with Jose and Ryan about who will join us as well. We have one who's a skeptic and one who's a true believer. And throughout the years, I've seen people reference their zodiac sign. You're a Taurus, you're a Capricorn, you're a Pisces, you're a this, that, and the other. And learning how popular that subject actually is 
whether you believe it or not, I figured here's another opportunity for us to make some quality content, and that is exactly what we're going to do. Jose, Ryan, Aaron, and myself are going to talk all things astrology. So we're going to talk about what are the various signs, the element categories, twin flames, compatibility, horoscopes, addressing skeptics, and all of that. And we hope to break down what this huge phenomenon known as astrology is and hopefully you can learn a thing or two after this show and who knows maybe you might be a believer at the end of it and you might be more excited about life once you learn more about what all this actually means so this is a very fun show so why don't we get into it right now ryan and jose it's your guys turn once again and for the first time we're introducing aaron to our show so it's your turn for the first time so here we go the four of us talking all things astrology zodiac signs and all of that it's going to be a really great time so let's get into it and talk all things astrology here we go this is a very productive conversation All right, what's going on, everybody? We have a very special, productive conversation for you all today. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We're about to answer questions as people have had for their entire lives. And it is going to be an incredible journey as we are on to this special topic known as astrology. So first things first, we have our good friends, Ryan and Jose, joining us. What's up, Ryan and Jose? Hey, man, how's it going? Great to have you guys. And today, to help us learn about the world of astrology as we learn about our zodiac signs and twin flames and element categories and all of that, I'm very excited to introduce to you, making her Productive Conversations debut, we have Aaron McGoldrick joining the show for the first time. What's up, Aaron? Not much. How are you? I'm very good. I know Ryan Jose is good. We're very excited to have you, Aaron. And we're really excited. Never done this before. So (laughs) Oh, it's a real it's a real pleasure and honor. And like I said, this is our show. This is the astrology podcast. And first things first on astrology, you know. Why don't you know if you Google astrology, what is it? You know? As we go into um elementary school mode really quick. So astrology from Google is, you know, how you explain astrology. Astrology holds that the sun, the moon, and the planets represent different facets of who you are and express their energies through the signs that occupy your birth chart. That's what the first thing happens for astrology for dummies. Um, Aaron, as you're the unofficial expert here, do you think that's accurate? How would you explain astrology? Um, I think that's actually pretty accurate. Um, I kind of like to view it as um, all of us at our core being one uh, unified energy in our charts are essentially a cookie cutter map of um our makings and if you had like your chart um it's viewed like a circle mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of um like platforms like traditionally you would read it in like a in like a circle and you would kind of put it down onto the energy and make like cookie cutter like pieces out of all of us and we're kind of like all one through astrology <laughs> in a way but um Essentially, they're your charts for how you kind of operate and who you are and even how your life goes. Um, different charts can tell you different things. Um, it can tell you compatibility between two people. It can tell you a lot about yourself and kind of figure out how to get most in alignment with your path. And um, 
it can it can tell you a lot of things and like what you'll end up doing and where you're best suited in life and it's it's essentially like a personality test but like a spiritual one kind of i think that is a perfect explanation thank <laughs> you there so we know Aries here is our astrology expert right and so to get perspective let's figure out astrology for our end for me i was aware that astrology was definitely a thing and I have looked at, you know, my Zodiac signs and horoscopes before, but I never was really into it until maybe a few weeks ago until I met, especially when I learned more about numerology, which is for another podcast from this guy I ran to a bar in Miami. So I want to expand on that more. So Ryan and Jose, what are you guys initial thoughts on astrology? I'll start with Ryan on this one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> Not quite sold on it. I, I was going to ask Aaron, actually, if I can yield my time back. How did you decide, like, when did you get into the astrology? Like, wait, wait, before you, you kinda, just, okay, just before sorry. you answer that, just Jose, what do you think of astrology? Okay, I use it for my dating life. So I, I totally believe not this negative Ryan over here. I don't, I, that wasn't negative. I just stated an opinion, but I would actually, do, I do really want to hear like the idea, like how did you find it? Uh, like what kind of got you into it um, and into like learning about it and utilizing, I assume you use your like horoscope and your charts when you, you know, yeah. in your dating life, as Jose said, or in other facets. So I'm just kind of curious about that. Um, you know, the answers kind of found me, um, you know, for me, there was definitely like an awakening to, you know, everything and how, um, like a spiritual saying is everything's intertwined and it's all the same thing, um, kind of, and, you know, there was a period where life was like really dark, um, and I had nowhere else to go. Um, and um, suddenly the, the answers just started finding me and I didn't even have to look for them. It was like, I was chosen to be found or something. And, um, I just started looking more and finding more and more meaning into it. And, uh, you know, once you know something, you can't unknow it, you can't turn your back on it. You know, it, it's there for good, um, in your brain. And, um, you know, it really helped me figure out a lot about myself, how to operate in the world, how to, you know, move and kind of really be one with myself. And, um, and who myself really is and uh it was just a powerful tool for me and i, I never unknow it now <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um you know i think that a lot of people have speculation and kind of fight over um true or false or uh you know you've been like christianity or is there a god or whatever is there a deeper purpose in general um but you know whatever helps get you through the day um is kind of my big thing if astrology helps you great if not who gives a who cares <laughs> um so totally totally i was gonna say it feels very religious it feels almost like a religion in the way that folks will turn to a more like i'll say traditional for lack of a better word a traditional like faith be it you know judaism or whatever um it feels very similar to that and that it, it provides people with like explanation yeah. and it provides people with kind of just I, I want a map really or, yeah. or, or a um but I, there are people who like really though truthfully like feel in their bones like i'm going to use this is not meant to be pejorative but it's really the only phrase i know aside from my own sign which i looked up 
in preparation for this uh but like mercury and retrograde and so like someone will be like i can't talk to anyone today because mercury's in retrograde um which that i don't think religion has an equivalent to that i mean i don't maybe i'm not a religious scholar so there might be a religion out there where it's like oh it's the sabbath day don't speak to me um but just that's the part that kind of feels different to me is like how serious some people really do like take astrology as as, you know as like a guiding like it really imbues powers into them and emotions into them and whatever well you know i think there's a spectrum to it like in anything like there are you know westboro baptist church extremists and then there are people that go to church because you know they want to go to church and live that lifestyle right of like Mm -hmm. the clean button up white picket fence um and the same thing with astrology in a way like if church helps you great um and if astrology helps you great um you know the thing about organized structures in general and astrology definitely falls into that it's a you know it's a grounding place for people it's a community it's a home um you know some people like to you know wear a white collared shirt and go to work every day and some people like to you know wear turquoise golden moons on there right yeah yoga right um it's just a lifestyle. It's just a, you know, a place that makes you feel like home. And that's all we're kind of looking for anyway. Um, and again, like, I think there are, you know, kind of spectrums to it. There are the people like me that, you know, eat, sleep, breathe, uh, like yoga and astrology and all that kind of spiritual shit. And then, sorry. <laughs> uh, you um, and then, um, you know, there are people that, you know, they kind of know their sign. They're like, oh, there's actually, you know, I see memes all, all the time. Like, oh, uh, you know, I'm not saying I believe in it, but there's, there's definitely like, I'm a chorus. I definitely like to eat a lot, you know, like, <laughs> there are things that kind of, you know, people definitely resonate with whether or not they're going to make it their entire life. That's another thing. Um, you know, same thing with mercury and retrograde, like that's definitely real. If you think about, um, what it kind of is saying um mercury is all about your thought process and your communication my mercury is an aries aries is really fast paced to the point that's why i'm talking so fast right now um because i'm operating out of my uh, i'm operating out of my mercury sign um but other people with a maybe a mercury in taurus their taurus is the slowest that slowest moving placement so you might be a really slow thinker if your mercury is in taurus mercury in retrograde your entire communications and your thought process process well now it's reversed so any good choice you might make that's why x's come back right like any choice you might make that would be usually a good one during this period is now completely reversed and you suddenly think it's a good idea again and you're suddenly being somebody you were like three fucking years three years ago (laughs) um and i need to slow down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's all good no worries (laughs) um but you know you know what i mean um it you know yeah so it's not like oh i can't talk to my ex because mercury's in retrograde it's wow there's this period that's going on right now of a transit and it's kind of affecting how i think and maybe it would be best if i kind of cut it off or you know think about this in three weeks when mercury is direct um but you know there are some people that will take that to an extreme and not really know what it means either and then there are you know people that learn to work with it so again it's just a spectrum yeah i like that that's deep i really think that's a that's a good way to start and speaking of the signs aaron you had a question for us regarding the signs to start off what are your guys' sign and big three if you know them so for me, I know I am a Capricorn, which we're in the season now, the horned goat. Um, and that's it. I just saw I am a Capricorn. <laughs> Start with that. 
Okay. Jose, what about you? First, I'm a cancer. I don't mm. know the big three or anything like that. Okay. I went to I went to look it up. Unfortunately, it didn't work quickly enough. For me. <laughs> I was try, I was gonna try and, and be cooler than I am. Uh, I am I believe in Aries, March twenty seventh. Oh, Pisces cause. Okay. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm a Capricorn, December thirty first. Mm. Jose, you're July. You're not July six. I was about to say okay. July fifth. That's the day on my bed. That, and then Aaron, you said you're a um Taurus. Yeah, so I'm a Taurus on May 14th. I am a Capricorn moon and I'm a Sagittarius rising. Oh, okay. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, um okay, so 514 even is an interesting number, right? Um 5, I mean, I know you want to talk about numerology a different day, so I'll keep it really short, but 5 is all about um structure um in organization and then 14 is a number um of divine spirituality and it kind of makes sense that um i am somehow finding a way to put structure into like divine spirituality it almost makes sense that i'm really into astrology <laughs> in a way like it, it feels like very right um but i'm a taurus as my sun sign your sun is how you operate um it's your ego it's um it's how you move throughout the day. Um, it's your it, the things that you're enlightened to naturally. Um, I'm a Taurus. We're incredibly stubborn. <laughs> we are the most stubborn sign. We're Venus ruled. Um, and we're also an Earth sign. So combining Venus and an Earth sign, right? Mm -hmm. um, Venus is all about like love and indulgence and uh, and stuff like that. And then having that in Earth, we're really material. <laughs> uh, like naturally, I'm really material. Um, I, you know, the, a Taurus's favorite thing to do is just lay in bed after a shower with a comfy robe on and watch a movie and be lazy as hell and smoke some weed and just indulge. Like that's my favorite thing to do. Um, I have a Capricorn moon, though, so that kind of helps me out. My moon sign is how I feel. Um, it's how I process my emotions. And Capricorn is the goat. Like, it's literally known as the goat. Um, yes. Like, they're the... Like they're the war cards. They're like the the people trying to be baller and will actually make it. Um, and so having that in my moon sign, how I operate, how I work through things like emotionally is that I quite literally work through my feelings. Like when I'm going through it, I'm living at work <laughs> or, you know, at yoga or doing something where I can really apply myself. Um, uh, Capricorn is um, it, it's symbolized by the goat, but also the devil and spirit very like addiction friendly a lot of um a lot of capricorns you meet will actually be like drug dealers a lot of the time i found in my like path <laughs> or like they're like or they're bankers or like you know they're the people that are probably going to be like in the one percent one day because they're like ruthless they're literally ruthless and <laughs> um and they're known for that too um because there are signs too but they're ruled by the devil so like earth is very material money um but you know like with that devil influence it's kind of like you know, we kind of get where I'm going with that. I um, do. And, you know, like this is one of the things I want to help break down or at least like it's not exactly for anybody on the fence or skeptics to make them believers. But really talking about these these definitions and how they actually fit um, fit into these descriptions, like you said, like, for instance, I'm a Capricorn and I just looked up famous Capricorns and the people Google has a, puts right away 
have some very prominent, ruthless people. Martin Luther King was a Capricorn. Yeah. LeBron. Denzel wait, Washington. Martin, wait, Martin Luther King is ruthless? I mean, he was. He did. Elvis. Ruthless is tough. I would say he's determined. I, okay, d- better word, determined. Like, you look determined at these might be a better term. Elvis. Elvis Presley, Timothy Chalamet, Ryan Seacrest, Jim Carrey. Um, a little early for the Timothy Chalamet yeah, Elvis Presley you're, you're combo, really but I, you, I get what you're saying. All there's, right, here you, I, I have the, the the literal goat right here. Muhammad Ali was a Capricorn, and there's he was me. ruthless. That's that's ruthless. Like, he was look, ruthless. these people fit the description that Aaron was saying. Betty White as well. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, the thing. I, and then I there's Betty White. Betty White. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, that's I feel like that's crazy. Like stuff, everything right. you you talk about with these people, not only these they're rich, but the fact that you know they do what they want. They're very determined people, and I just list off some of them, and I'm very lucky to be amongst them. Ryan, well, I, I, oh, oh, sorry, Aaron, you saying? Could, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Um, the cool thing about it too, um, and why it may or may not directly resonate at first, um, is first of all, um, like your your moon placement can completely like drastically change your sun sign, right? Like I just said, I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy Taurus, but I'm like a hard worker, right? Because of my Capricorn moon, I know some Tauruses that are lazy as hell and, but they have a Pisces moon. So all they do is they like live in a dreamland about how, uh, about how lazy they are. Like they just like blame everybody else. Or on top of that, there are also um, light attributes and shadow attributes. So um, there are the shadow attributes of a Taurus where I do have that indulgence aspect, but I'm also incredibly responsible and will be a great mom one day. Um, And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm practical and I'm good at budgeting when I really feel like it. Um, And same thing with Capricorn. There's that like addiction side, but then there's that like hustle side and I'm going to be the best because I have to be. Um, So there are kind of like light attributes and shadow attributes of each sign. And um, which one you'll show up more in is kind of uh, reflective of you and where you're kind of leaning on the spectrum of your feelings and your inner world. Are are you a light person or are you a shadow person? And that's kind of where like energy work uh, comes in and really where the real like astrology comes in of how do I make myself better? How do I work my energy to make it light? So. Would you consider yourself to be like an astrologist? Like you no. can do all that. No, you're just a fan um, of it. You kind of you dabble, but there, there's people who are like they can do all that. You could they can hear your moon and your ascending oh, and well, your birth so- and. I do it all the time. Like I'll pull up somebody's chart and I'll sit there and I'll tell you everything about yourself to a point where you're a little freaked out right now. Um, but I wouldn't call myself an astrologer because there's so much more that goes into it. There's like Vedic astrology and transit astrology and different types of things. And I can't even read the circle chart. Like I'll read it differently. Um, I have, I use Astro Cafe. Um, can I, can I say like official things in here? And I, I use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, you can say that. Um, Just as long as you don't play in, in music. If I'm it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it'll show up as a chart instead. So it'll kind of separate out all the placements. So I don't have to like do so much mental like gymnastics with it. Um, and it'll kind of show me it as a chart. So it'll just say sun in Taurus and moon in Capricorn. So I kind of take like, I know what sun means and I know what the Taurus sign is about. So I combine them. Um, not Do people come to you for advice? Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, you know, people like just being told about themselves too. <laughs> um, which mm-hmm. is 
where it starts is somebody just kind of wants to know about themselves in like a you know egoic type of way and then i'll start like kind of going in on it and showing the purpose of it um and that's kind of what gets people hooked and i've actually made a lot of friends just reading their charts and then you know having more questions over time if that was a question I don't yeah know. no i was yeah, yeah. just curious so so you know helping to break those down a little more you know with me the capricorn um jose you're a cancer right so how would you def how's that defined and broken up and i'm sure aaron you can give you you can agree with what he's about to say what's the cancer signs like and how does that relate to jose are you asking me oh yeah, i saw jose oh okay that's what i thought <laughs> um, well, uh cancer what we're emotional we're a water sign we the best described is like we have our emotions on our sleeves we think with our hearts not with our heads uh type of thing we're easily we're easily fragile we have our moods that type of thing and you feel that describes you <laughs> kind of at some point yeah what do you think, Aaron, of this? Or, is it, or are you able to get a read right away with Jose? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're holding a lot of anxiety. Um, you're a water sign for sure. Um, but cancers mm -hmm. are water signs. They're deeply psychic. Um, and they're actually very outgoing um, for water signs. Um, they're, you know, you guys are like just kind of flowing through life. Um and getting tossed through it, I feel like a little bit. Um, you know, cancer men either love or hate their mother. <laughs> um, like that's, you, there's no in between. Like you either low key, like think about your mom or like you might murder her one day. Um, that's kind of like cancer men thing <laughs> um, because they're ruled <laughs> by the moon. Cancers are ruled by the moon um, and the moon is the mother. Um, so you have, uh, innate connection to being outside at night you love water obviously um mm -hmm. and you have a real flow to you you read people very well that's probably why you're into astrology in the first place um that definitely describes jose definitely from the outside on their sleeves um they're definitely especially naive in relationships you guys are very sensitive um you know the thing um about cancers though is a lot of cancers actually become like contractors or like construction they really like moving around um because you're water science uh, a lot of times i just like working with their hands and um but there's also a lot of money in contracting so that you know they they're like as much as they're watery they like to provide um cancer men especially um and cancer women are amazing mothers um they're just like they have like a natural instinct they can grow incredibly well like if you started a garden i bet it would go really well <laughs> um and um yeah, but you definitely think with your heart, uh, your yeah, in a shadow that that's kind of where shadow and light comes in. It's like in a shadow attribute, you're incredibly naive, you're um you're clingy and you um I'll always say a cancer is like a leech, like it'll like latch onto you like cancer and you're like, Oh my god, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. but um in a the light attributes are yeah, you can you can provide, you can grow, you really know how to run a home and you know, be a protector, and that's kind of where you naturally um 
fall into yourself is, uh, you know, when you're in that true independence, but you are holding a lot of anxiety. I would just like to say that um, you, you should try meditating. <laughs> what do you think, Jose? Oh, sorry, God. Huh? Do I have a what? No, I said, what do you think? No, nah, she pretty much got 90%, right? <laughs> Hold on, before you keep going, Jose, oh. the, the anxiety yeah. bit. You got that from his sign or you got that from something else? I can quite literally feel it every time the camera goes to him. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious if that was like a... What the hell? Cancers are usually anxious or... Yeah, because they're like psychic and they don't really know how to handle it because they're so deep in their feelings. They're like incredible overthinkers, like, because they're so deep into their feelings that they like forget that... um, that nothing it doesn't always have to be so emotional like not everything has to be <laughs> um you know right but, yeah i am overthinking about something but i'm not sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, i'll give you that all right well i think it's ryan's turn now we can go back to those with so hold on before we start, before we start <laughs> okay. you are under no obligation. you can absolutely do what you just did with jose and that'd be very interesting to hear However, I did a quick search while this was happening. Okay. Because you mentioned the three, right? So right. I was like, what is the three? Finally did come up. And so okay. for the three, you need to know date of birth, and position of the moon, right? And then time of birth. Is that correct? You don't need to know the position of the moon because it'll tell you that. Um, but you do need to know... Um, my camera froze, but you know what? It's fine. Um, you do need... No, you're good. Okay, cool. You just need to know your birth time and your location of birth, and it'll kind of calculate the rest for you, along with your birthday, obviously. But a given. Um, But what was your big three? Because it looks like a mine. The Ryan was the one to pause. I'm sure that'll fix in one second. Um, Okay, so so far so good. But but Jose, just to latch on, isn't that something? <laughs> so far, I, mean, with whole, I, I don't. The, the whole thing with my mom thing kind of. Got me I, don't <laughs> I have, mean, I kind of meant that part the, of the joke too. At the same time, I mean, I. I, uh, meant I don't have the. I don't think you'll kill her. I don't have the. No, I won't kill her. <laughs> but I do have a, a love hate relationship with my mom. Yeah, yeah. I it's I was. one or the other. It's never just right. you know. Oh, we're cool. And it's like no, I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> right, so nine Ryan... out of ten, it's I can't stand it. All right, Ryan will be what Ryan will be back in one second. So um his he just froze out. But why don't you do me now as the Capricorn? I know we know each other very well, yeah, but, um, but to be fair, Mayan, what do you what do you see with me? Yeah, you know, I'll try to read it as um, you know, unbiased as possible. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you because I also know like your moon sign and everything. Should I tell you from the perspective? of just the Capricorn or should I kind of put in that I know your moon sign too? Yeah. Like, like exactly what you did with Jose, just the same thing and however you want to answer that. So you're a Capricorn is, um, is why you, uh, you gamble. Um, that's a very like Capricorn thing. Um, you know, um, it's why you're, you understand business well, you understand how to make money move and kind of, um, you know, 
how to you know how to run a ship but you're not good at it in an emotional way like you get very um capricorn's ruled by saturn saturn's all about like control and restriction um so you get very um you become like a guy about it kind of <laughs> like you just get very um like i know what the plan is i need to do it my way and you know i'm gonna be the goat about this but you know the thing about um you know a leader is uh you're leading a team and there's no i in team and that's kind of something that capricorns do need to learn um capricorns are very restricted emotionally they don't like to open up much and when they do it takes a long time um you guys are bougie you're bougie <laughs> um like capricorns <laughs> are the one like coming in and like yeah, like balenciaga you know like you guys are the <laughs> ones like wearing that stuff and you work hard to get it like not every Capricorn does. A lot of Capricorns can also be very, like, addictive. They'll fall very quick into that, like, dark path very quick. Um, so, again, like, your moon sign really kind of helps. You have a Sag moon. I know that because you can also just Google it. Um, the moon sign stays in uh, a lot. A lot of the placements actually stay where they are for a few days. So if you know your birthday, you could pretty much pull up your full chart. Um, but where it kind of you need the time is for your rising sign and your rising is like where your first impression in the world um and how you come off to people which is actually why it's kind of important um but you have a sag moon so um you kind of have that lighter energy to you um you have a very big heart um so on top of you know that like leader and like restriction and you know that like i'm going to be a boss about everything uh, you're also good at looking at the big picture sagittarius is very big picture it's also very spiritually tapped in um so despite how egoic capricorn can be you also have this balance of like you're like um you're like the devil and god raging inside me kind of um like you're it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm a Sag rising, so I kind of have the same thing going on. I'm a Capricorn moon with a Sag rising. So I come off very like spiritual and very, um, you know, like open and open minded. And, you know, I use a lot of big words naturally. Um, but then I have this like really like restricted, like devilish, like <laughs> um, stay away from me, uh, selfish mm -hmm. stuff almost. Um, and, and you could be selfish, too, um, but you have an incredibly big heart. Um which is why you're um, very, very open to people and very open to hearing other people's <laughs> perspectives. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to work and when it comes to the day to day life, like you are you're strong and you're a go getter and you really only want to listen to yourself. And that's kind of applied to most people. Um, but like you'll, you know, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. Um, but you just got to remember that there's no I in team. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty spot on. Not going to lie. And, I admit um, that's pretty close to you, Matt. As someone <laughs> who's known you since we were five. I know, right? This that's is pretty this close. Is this is pretty, this is insane. <clears throat> well, I appreciate that. And there's definitely a lot I'll get out of that. And, um, <laughs> I'm 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 excited to learn some more things too. But now with don't with the Capricorn Targ, why don't we uh, circle it back to Ryan now as the Aries and what you were saying yeah, before let's, Ryan? Let's see if this works. Uh, maybe the the signs are not going to let me ask this. But um, if I give you all that information, because I do, I believe I have all three. Would you would you be able to offer it? Be like, oh, this is what you are. 
or no is it a longer process than that because if it's long do you need my chart i mean do you do you need your chart pulled up i don't need a chart i was just saying if it's something you can do quickly then i was going to give you all the info yeah yeah. and see we could do since i am the skeptic of the group i feel like having the most (laughs) info on me that works out really well um when's your birthday march 27th right we talked about that yeah (laughs) in one year what year uh 1995 um what time so this is the one that i'm probably most likely to get wrong if i remember the story from my parents correctly it was about four o'clock maybe a little earlier to the minute i'm gonna go with 405 to the minute i might be wrong about this but we'll go with that and do the reading from there but then it won't be accurate. Um, what what time in the morning or night? Well, I mean, it was the when, evening. Okay. PM. Sorry, PM. <laughs> right, yeah. I have like a terrible way. <laughs> okay. Um, and then what town? Town was yeah. Norwalk, same as Matt. I was actually born in White Plains, but oh, I was born. We're in the same same hometown, though. Same hometown. Yeah, I was born in my hometown uh, as well. Yeah. So. Okay. I was like, were you born in Norwalk too? Ooh. Yes. Wait, I was just wondering. Cool. Okay. You probably oh. are a Virgo rising. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you're very earthy. Um, because you need it to the minute for it to, for the rising to be completely accurate, but um, <laughs> it changes by the hour or by like every two hours. So as long as um. You know, you have the right hour, right? And you're yeah. um, like on that line, uh, you'll be fine. Um, but you're in Aries with an Aquarius moon and a Virgo rising. Okay. Um, you're like me in a way where um, Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. And to have that in your moon sign, you're also incredibly restricted um, emotionally. Um, you're... Hmm... So let me start with Aries. Aries is zero to 100 real quick. Um, Like you guys have anger issues. You're incredibly impulsive. Uh, Something I'm always saying is the curse of an Aries is that they are so good at being in the now that they eventually get to like their older years and they're like, oh, I did no preparation for being old at all because I told myself my whole life that I'll get there eventually and I'll figure it out later and later comes and you didn't figure it out because you were too busy having so much fun um and that is an amazing thing I wish I could do that I wish I could just drop everything and go be you know like a party animal like all the time but now I'm too like responsible I wish I wish (laughs) um that I could just have that spontaneous um they're called the child of the zodiac the Aries I wish I could just be in my inner child all the time and and um, be so spontaneous and carefree. That's an amazing trait. And, uh, you know, Aries are the people that bring people together. Um, they're known as the leaders at the same time. They're the first in the Zodiac. They're the child of the Zodiac. Um, you guys are incredibly determined. Um you're very powerful if you learn how to channel it. The issue with a lot of Aries is that they don't have the right placements to help them channel it. Um, you have an Aquarius moon, however. Uh, so you have an air sign moon. Um, 
The issue with air sign moons is um, there is like a vindictive, like manipulative, like cunning energy to it because um, air is all about communication. So you you speak to people very naturally, like it's very easy for you to communicate. You're like a natural extrovert despite your Virgo rising. Um, but you have a way of putting things into boxes that um can really mess your life up i feel like um or you you have a way of viewing you you have a way of viewing the end of things to a point where it's like you're so busy living in the now but then at the same time, anything that might actually be good for you, you immediately self-sabotage because you'll think of all the ways that um, it could go wrong or where it'll eventually end. Um, so you back out of it. But the issue with that is what if that person, what if that romantic interest, what if that job opportunity, maybe it's not your end goal, but what if there was a lesson there that unless you didn't learn it, like it, if you don't learn it, you literally won't unblock the next path for you. Like you won't, un, you won't unblock the avenue that you need to be on. Maybe this is a stepping stone to where you need to be, but because you overthought it so much, because you jumped to conclusions, because you saw the end on it so much, you backed out of it and now you're stagnant because you didn't just want to, you know, be open-minded about it. It's like, you could be carefree in the moment. You can be carefree with your friends or, you know, your family or whoever, but when it comes to those major, you know, decisions or actual avenues that could actually bring you further on your path, you're like, Oh shit. No, that, that might end really bad. And I, I just overthought all the ways that this is going to end terribly for me. So I'm going to dip out and never actually, go forward now um you are incredible at getting in the way of yourself more so than probably most is that right <laughs> well let me ask jose and matt <clears throat> we've done a lot of episodes together what do you think <laughs> i mean matt obviously we've known i've known matt mm-hmm. in the episodes but i'm just curious what you guys think <laughs> go ahead matt well in terms of like for somebody who also overthinks, um, I think, you know, you do have what a great perspective on things, but sometimes I feel like that energy can almost be like so much. And it's like having almost too much knowledge can be skeptic sometimes, but it's a good thing though. So I think Aaron's onto something there, especially with the, hmm, you know, just letting things in the moment just stay. And this is, you know, when I'm not asking for you advice on something, I, I think that's an interesting perspective. What do you think, Jose? <laughs> uh, to be honest, uh, I can see a little bit. I mean, I don't know you enough. Like, we do the show together. You're right. Outside. Yeah. I, haven't really, I haven't really seen you outside of work. But, I mean, little things she said that kind of comes off, but... Yeah, there's definitely little stuff that makes sense, like when hearing it. I mean, I would probably have to, not now, uh, like do a more, like talk to someone more in depth about it um, to see, like, because some of the, I mean, yeah, some of it totally makes sense what, where you're coming from. Even things that I don't typically let out loud, like there, there's some things that are very obvious, like, again, Jose would probably see that it's very easy for me to talk to people, etc. Also, just have to know my job to know that that's true as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my job and my training. But there are definitely things that are not as open that I thought were kind of close, uh, if not exactly right. But there's also stuff that I thought was kind of not close. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, again, 
part of that could be because I just told you 405 because I'm fairly certain that's right, but it could be totally wrong. Um, but I do also wonder, I mean, so to get into more of my thing, since I, at some point Matt's going to ask me, I'm definitely 100% uh, a nurture, uh, a nurture truth, truther, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. I don't necessarily, I believe that the people in the environment around you shape you in a way that nothing else can not religion not even biology uh and so for me i think that you know i'm a product of my household i'm a product of my parents i'm a product of my education etc um and so i do wonder but i do wonder if that means i've made conscious decisions in my life to go against type uh as it were I, i mean that would if i had to guess what the explanation would be if for the things i thought weren't quite right other than again just error on my part in explaining myself mm-hmm. uh it would be conscious efforts to do things differently than uh perhaps i would be most comfortable doing them uh so i don't know i would be interested at some point to talk to again still don't know that i believe it all but be interested to talk to someone and get like an in-depth dive mm-hmm. and like because you know you said you could you know you can tell like what people I mean, do I other things. well because you know there's interesting things about this too right um like your Mercury's in Pisces, um, or mm, your Mars is in Leo. You're like right. a really good fuck boy. Um, <laughs> no, but like I, I think that's a little. No one Ryan, and if it turns out like the typical Brad and Chad, yeah, historically um, not. Um, there was a couple uh, actually historically. That's All really the romance good. stuff was the stuff that was I think probably the most off uh, from the reading. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. It's really interesting. Um, because Mars, Mars is how you act. Uh, your Mars is aggression. Um, Leo is very comfortable in it. So Mars is actually ruled by Aries and Scorpio. Um, it's complete aggression it's actually uh sexual energy is really what it is um and leo is um incredibly it's literally the ego it's ruled by the sun um it um like leos are 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 incredibly egoic which is why i said that i was kind of placing the two together um Mm -hmm. I can see where you're getting with that, with your Venus uh, being an Aquarius. So people you're probably drawn to are like free spirited types of people, uh, deep thinkers, uh, people that make you tick, um, people that you can really have like a in-depth conversation with. Um, but I, I think almost, um, is it possible that you have like you have like a profile in your head of what your perfect person would be like. I feel like I was actually saying this to Matt the other day, like um, similarly, like, like a profile in your head of the type of person you want, but you're so busy focused on the type of person you want that you kind of, you know, miss the path in front of you or you miss uh, other opportunities that could be good because you had like a, you know, I'm I'm married. So obviously I'm going to go out on a limb and say that my wife would be my perfect person if i had to describe her um so uh, i mean yeah i also don't think i missed given that i am married obviously i guess time will tell that changes things okay because that'll change how i perceive it yeah so i am married which is why this kind of would be a good transition as we talk about right 
the big question here, and one of the things is Jose literally referred to in others, is that astrology really is a way for people to see who that their romantic partner is. And the question I have for this is, do you think astrology can predict a life partner slash romance? And so having said that, this is a good transition with Ryan and um um in terms of this, may may I, Ryan, say, um, your your wife is a Sagittarius, right? Yeah, I won't give you the moon sign or any of that for for my wife. <laughs> we'll we'll just stick it with Sagittarius. But yeah, okay. So Ryan, you're an Aries. Yes, I, I mean that's what I read. <laughs> so I looked up the zodiac compatibility, and according to this chart you as an aries and her as a sagittarius you have a 93 percent compatibility rate and well that kind of accurately predicts this and according to this chart you're harmonious you have a um great sexual chemistry and um it says here low commitment so according to this chart it seems like your particular relationship kind of checks the marks. I mean, you know better than me, but the 93% compatibility um, so I don't is know exciting what low to find in there. don't know yeah. what low commitment means. Uh, I would be curious to hear from perhaps Aaron or Jose, because I know Jose, the dating side is where he kind of falls really into the astrology, right? If I'm not, when we talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for if the whole room. If you're not... If you're not my dating sign or come close, I'm swiping left. Interesting. Okay, so you, you are. You take you take it that serious that the sign is, the sign is a sign, right? Me. If I see an Aries or a Sagittarius or Aquarius, to what? Well, you just described all of me, I think. Uh, but yeah, um, pretty much. So, I was I was swipe left on you. Swipe left. I'm on sorry. Oh. Well, that's all right. I am taken, so I will put my uh, I'll put my. I tinder away and I won't swipe for you, Jose. But um, so yeah, I guess the question would be, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what commitment means. The other stuff, I guess, makes sense. I mean, well, A, we're married. So obviously I, I'd like to think we're a good match, right? <laughs> um, but um, and then the other the other bits of that, I think, would probably, again, we, we got married, uh, so I think that everything else is probably especially the harmonious okay. part is right. probably the best. The best. But I'm so I'm curious that. what low commitment would mean because I'm not actually even saying it's wrong. By the way, uh, I'm just curious before I say it's because my my whole thing with this is I could sit here for sure and say actually that's 100 percent right because my wife's job requires a lot of travel uh, away from our mm. household. My job does not. I'm home a lot. My wife is gone. And that's just a totally normal thing that we go through. We're not worried about one another. When, we're, when we do travel, we have very independent lives. I could totally see how that would be low commitment. And now that I've said it, it's what we're going to call it. <laughs> I do get that. But my whole thing with all of this is the more I say, my thought about all of this in general, uh, with the numerology as well as the astrology, is the more I say, the more I convince everyone myself included oh perfect perfect match right uh so that's why i'm curious that's why i always ask you guys first not because i want to be like a jerk i promise it's not to be a jerk it's because i can easily take everything and be like that's totally wrong because of this one thing or that one thing or that's 100 percent right because oftentimes i'm this way this way or this way um like you can always talk yourself into it so that's kind of why i was curious 
what you guys all think uh, before I talked. Obviously, and we appreciate. I gave, that. I gave away the game when you said low commitment. My thought was, well, in fairness, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. Like me and me and my wife are typically pretty independent of one another when we need to be. Uh, so that was. I gave that one away. That was a freebie on my part. But hey, that's why I was asking that. Just as a clarification for anyone listening, like, oh my God, why does he keep asking other people? That's why. I'm just curious. You know, I'm just trying to hear. That makes you why people. you're very good at this, honestly. And um, Aaron, <clears throat> what do you have to say? Um. Well, what was the question? <laughs> no, no. The way, would you consider that with, the, it seems like those three those three attributes to their compatibility kind of were spot on, especially the low commitment part. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's funny that you said uh, your wife travels for work because uh, Sagittarius is like, I always call it like the Coachella sign. Um, <laughs> like they're the people you'll find like doing the hippy dippy stuff, uh, like going to Coachella and festivals and always trying to travel. Like they're the people most likely to van life it. Um, so it's just funny that you said that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think um, there is definitely compatibility in signs. Again, I think uh, the, the rest of your chart can kind of throw off uh, where that'll go. Um, they're, you know, classic kind of combinations like Taurus and Capricorn usually make um, really good uh, friends, actually. They're like the OG best friends of the Zodiac. Um <laughs> Yeah, I can see how Aries and Sag would be very compatible at the same time because you guys are very independent. Um, you might have a lot of really hot-headed uh, kind of, like you'll definitely like bump heads a lot because um, you're both so firm in your perspective, I feel like. Um, but uh, uh, the, the independence helps you out. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Taurus and Scorpio, they attract like crazy. Um, Pisces and Virgo, depending on the signs, go well together. Uh, Gemini and Capricorn go well together. Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely like compatibility. Aries and Aquarius are usually a good match. Um, Cancer and Taurus are actually um, usually uh, like a really good match. I um, mean, there's reasons why for that too. Um, like Taurus is, we're very sensitive, we're very shy, and Cancers are very watery. Personally, I can't stand uh, water signs on an emotional level. Like I'm with. <laughs> oh my god um but like um no offense to any water signs but, um but definitely um you know there are like those like classic combinations and then again like because i have you know a restricted like i have that restrictive moon sign of a capricorn moon i don't like feelings i like you know i'd rather I, i'd rather uh screw it out you know like i, I don't want to get all like emotional and touchy i'm like i want to yell at you um but um you know yeah, I mean, there are definitely more compatible signs there. And we could even go into uh, synastry and composite charts, which are how you would actually kind of get um, a read on whether you're compatible or not. So synastry will tell you about the kind of energy between you. Um, so it'll tell you about um, like if you'll be really aggressive with each other, if the sex will be good, um, if you'll intellectually stimulate each other, if you both even care about that. Um, and then composite will actually tell you um, 
like exactly where you guys are will fall i guess like um like first to the seventh house could indicate marriage uh or you know a grand shrine could indicate like really harmonious uh energy between you two or no actually no it, it'll uh it'll indicate if I'm not mistaken at all, it, it, I don't know the trines and stuff like that. I shouldn't have gone into it, um, but it'll either <laughs> indicate a really uh, rambunctious relationship or really harmonious one. I don't remember. I'd have to fact check. But um, yeah, that's kind of, um, yeah, there's definitely a compatibility aspect to astrology. Long answer short. <laughs> so how would you describe using astrology terms? Mm your perfect date so not necessarily long-term partner i'm saying like you're going to go on a date like jose said right that if it's not the right sign when he's on the apps mm. he moves on right yeah. that's why I, me and jose will never get on that lovely date that i have planned so <laughs> if you're on the apps if you could like write in your bio the sign like using the astrology terms of description what would you describe as your perfect date like the person, obviously, not the actual activity. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to place them into like a. I want like a Taurus sun or anything like that. But in terms of placements, I do actually just want to see in general in like a major way. Um, probably Sagittarius. Um, but I would also need Earth surrounding it. Um maybe Taurus but I'm also a Taurus and um I like being right too much to ever let another <laughs> Taurus be right I mean but you were asking um in terms of um like a first date um yeah. Yeah. definitely a Sagittarius placement somebody I could talk to that's kind of where I'm thinking I'm an incredibly deep thinker or um maybe an air sign placement um but not a Libra or a Gemini, so only Aquarius. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, even then, I find that I'm very picky. I'm incredibly picky. Um, probably a Capricorn placement in there. Um, I need somebody that can match my restriction on dates. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm very like contained, and I also have a very like dry and dark humor and. Uh, it can go the wrong way if you're not hearing it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so probably a Capricorn and Sag placement in there. Um, and then some Venus energy too. Because, um, yeah, I'm ruled by Venus. I naturally am. Uh, I'm very Venus-based naturally. So um, I would need somebody that can uh, get that back, I feel like. So flip it. What would be the worst first date using astrology? Um, Pisces, <laughs> or any water sign. Uh, me, I mean Scorpio, I could deal with, but I wouldn't trust the words you said. So it's kind of like a um, what a waste. Um, worth, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely Pisces. Um, <sighs> a Gemini moon. And Gemini Moon, because I don't trust them. Um, and then... Uh, trying to think. A Scorpio rising male. 
because they're like really ugly like scorpio <laughs> men are like the ugliest men i've ever seen uh oh scorpio and death okay so here's the issue right uh scorpio rising women are beautiful because right. they have a feminine energy to them which kind of makes them alluring um so you're taking death and then putting that like feminine energy and combining it so there's that allure to it like there's that like oh my god are you gonna kill me kind of vibe to his scorpio rising um but i kind of dig it you know um they've usually got like really big eyes and like long dark hair um men love scorpio rising girls um but scorpio rising men are ugly like because you know who's a scorpio man uh bill scorpio gates rising men what scorpio rising this is yeah specific. Your rising is how you like come off in the world it very much judges like your appearance or it discerns your appearance so having will say, um, rising as a masculine energy it's like no can I say some of the famous Scorpios for the women? Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Emma Anne Stone, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, Winona <laughs> yeah. Ryder, um, yeah. Gabrielle Union, Kendall and Chris Jenner, Sierra. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, yeah, and if you think also, about this, Hillary Clinton, that, like, long dark hair with those big guys, that's very Scorpio energy. Um, Scorpio, think of like spiders. Um, right, yeah. I think of that, right? Like, like you, a black like, widow, you're saying, like the yeah, yeah, beauty and the, yeah. Yeah, and like death. (laughs) To put these in perspective, though, with Jose, who is interested in the uh, dating aspect of the astrology, can we help figure it out for Jose? Um, If if, if he's interested, of course. Yeah, let's build minds up. Let's build Jose's stating. I'm sure Jose has an idea in his head, but if Aaron can help help that, too, and, you know, you could use me as well. Yeah. I'm going to take real notes, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're a cancer. You're a cancer. Yep. So the cool thing, right? Um, you're opposite of Capricorn, but at the same time, you know the things about um, the signs that are opposite of each other are they have similar qualities. Um, so the cool thing about Cancer men is they're actually great gamblers too. If you lean into yeah. that, um, so you should do something where you can like bet on something because especially because you're very intuitive. Like do something where you can let your intuition. Sh- Uh oh, yep. we didn't lose you. Oh. So we have Aaron pause <sighs> forever at the second. alone. Forever this alone. This is the sign. This is the sign. This is the sign. Shouldn't been up. so mean to me. I would have had a great first date with you, but now yes. yeah. <laughs> you got nothing. According to this, I, I'm assuming we'll wait for Aaron oh, to come back. back. Okay, Aaron's back. All right, you're back. There we go. All right, so you were talking about gambling and and stuff oh, yeah. like I that. I do like to gamble. So you should definitely, I, you should definitely I, like show that off, though. Like show off your intuition. You know, make that like your yeah. party trick. <laughs> um, you would do well with a Pisces. Um, I actually like widely recommend a Pisces for Cancer men, because uh, you guys are like kind of weird deep down, but like your Cancer what? men like play very normal. Like um, I actually I know a lot of Cancer men. Um, I'm actually thinking of my cousin right now because he's he's the same way. Like he plays very normal, but he's actually like really weird. <laughs> Um, and Pisces chicks are really weird. They're like really taboo. Um, they're like those like witchy girls that like save cat bones. Um, and like that'll make you feel like understood and expressed without actually having to become it. Um, you know, the amazing thing about feminine energy is it can kind of uh, show masculine energy what it could be because masculine energy is too restricted to ever be what they truly feel like inside. Um, so which is why, you know, feminine energy is so important because that's your expression right there. So look for 
look for a girl that uh, feels like you, um, but the parts of yourself that you hide away because you hide away. You're a cancer. Right. Um, so that's why a Pisces would probably be good for you. And they're also um, even more watery than a cancer will ever be, which is like, whoa. Um, so you'll feel strong around her. You won't feel like like weak you'll and and this isn't to violate i just know cancer energy so well um you'll right. you'll feel strong in yourself you'll feel like that protective instinct will actually come out because there's somebody more watery and more psychic than you are um definitely a pisces oh man it's all in pisces about to be swiped right <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there is some correlation to that though like if because le- lately, I've also looked up who I'm compatible and not compatible with being the other single person on dating apps. And I, too, and I see specifically Aquarius lately, I've been swiping left. And I was talking to one I matched with. I was like, man, this person is lame. It's probably because they're Aquarius and I'm a Capricorn. See ya. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, probably because you're both Saturn ruled, uh, Capricorn and Aquarius are Saturn ruled. Um, so when you're together, it's very like restricted, like you wouldn't do well because it would kind of honestly fall flat. Um, you might do better because you have a fire moon, you have like a Jupiter moon, you have a Sag moon. Um, so you have like an energy to bring to the table, but you would probably be carrying the weight the whole time in a way. Um, it's not fun. No, not fun. Um, what would be good for you? Um, you can see you with an Aries. Uh, you would do well with an Aries, kind of, but <laughs> no, no, because Aries also need to rule things and you need to rule things. So that wouldn't work out. You definitely need somebody that can let you be a man and Aries aren't good at that because um, they need to, like, be daddy. <laughs> um, uh mm-hmm trying to think you would actually do well with a gemini um because uh yeah you would do well with a gemini um gemini is ultimately the sign of devil and god raging inside me but like in one in one compiled sign uh gemini is very like bipolar for lack of a better term it's like i describe libra energy as like a scale kind of but gemini energy is like the scale like on crack like it's like moving up and down it's like hot and cold and no in between um but you you would probably do well with that because it would it would excite you and make you passionate and inspired um but you would also do well with a cancer um but she would need to have a fire sign to match your fire um but you also need earth in your life uh because you 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 need routine um you need that like as a capricorn you definitely need um like that routine and a level of structure to you and you need somebody that can fit into that with you too um definitely not uh somebody that'll just wake up whenever they feel like it or like at 10 o'clock in the night and be like oh let's go out we have work tomorrow but it's fine you can't do that like you need to go to bed (laughs) i feel that and you know like especially being introduced and then thinking about like my past the strongest relationships and the stronger recommend you know reckon like some people i don't remember their birthdays and the few i do yeah these kind of uh these kind of really do hit and it's an interesting time and i think that the thing is like it's not necessarily like the next 
for instance, here it says I'm a 98% with a Taurus. Like, not the very next Taurus I'm going to meet is marriage. There's still the whole aspect of meeting somebody and building a relationship from there. But at least something from this can at least give you a hope and you might, for lack of a better word, excite you for whomever you can grow something with. I think that's one thing to to make clear. This isn't all guaranteed. It's, it's the perspective and the compatibility. I'm sure everybody can agree here. Agreed. Yeah, obviously. And, you know, going to our next thing. Now, this is something that I do think is a good topic here to talk about um, compatibility, because with this, with this, um, you know, Aaron, you and I have talked about this off the air, me and Ryan specifically, but understanding the twin flame concept. Mm. So what is a twin flame some are asking right um now if i go through the again the google definition what is considered a twin flame people ask so this term online is twin flame is a term used to describe one's counterpart a person who have similar personality traits desires and beliefs essentially a twin flame connecting is strong and mutually is a strong, mutually beneficial relationship in which two people complement each other and help one another grow. So that is the initial definition. Um, Aaron, do you mind explaining your definition of twin flames? And hopefully that can branch out into more of a conversation because um, I've heard both the positives and negatives from this. So help us understand what twin flames are and see if we agree. Uh, to be fair, this should belong in a whole nother episode because um, there is so much in this. Um, there is a Netflix documentary called, uh, oh, I can't put that in there, can I? But there, there's case, some- you can. Oh, okay. I don't even know the name of it anyway. Um, but it, it's something Escaping called- Twin Flames? Yeah, that one. Thank you. You're right. What a coincidence. We talked about this. Can we talk about just quickly the sides here that I brought this up two weeks ago, the Twin Flame concept. And then, of course, with no offense, Ryan, you said yourself, maybe a little bit on the skeptic side. And you and I were talking last week and like, man, isn't it crazy? He said that he learned about the Twin Flame concept a a week before I told I brought this up. Correct. So we were meant to talk about the Twin Flames, but I understand it is a deeper topic, but let's see if we can condense it to, you know, a short amount of time. But can you go again, Aaron? Again. Yeah. You talked about the Netflix doc, but what is Twin Flames for people to understand? Because it definitely, I've seen a lot, I've done more research. A lot of people are interested in this. Um, you know, because I think everybody wants to believe in love and that there's somebody out there that was perfectly curated for them and that there is a higher purpose. And, you know, that's why people flock to astrology and religion in the first place is to believe in something greater than themselves. And, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I have my own personal uh, twin flame experiences that I would definitely save for another time. Um, but they're real. <laughs> um, I've seen them. And um, a twin flame is, uh, the, the, I guess, the folklore behind it is that um, um, there were, um, they're incredibly rare. And it's that um, there were souls that were split into two. They were chosen to be saved. Um, and they were put into separate bodies. And um, 
were meant to find each other over time and um they're essentially a mirror of yourself and um that's kind of getting into energy work and yin and yang um the divine feminine and divine masculine aspect of um of life in general and you know something i've learned in being a twin flame is um the best thing to figure out how something works is by taking it apart and putting it back together. And humans are just a microcosm for the rest of the world. Um, all the all the uh, effects you see in the world, every outcome was created by a by a mass of humans, by all of us putting our little uh, puzzle piece in the world and kind of creating a domino effect of energy. And life just naturally occurs over time because we're all these little microcosms playing a role in it. Um, and that's essentially what the twin flame journey is about and uh, what finding your real twin flame is, is understanding uh, yourself by taking yourself apart and putting it back together. Um, and so essentially twin flames are healers that are meant to... Um, you know, master life and understand what it's about in this microcosmic uh, form. And they travel through lifetimes to find each other so that way they can heal themselves and you heal and be healed. So um, it's another way of explaining your soulmate, the person for eventually, you. But it's really a healing journey. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, soulmates and twin flames are two different things because I have tons of soul family out there that I've met and they're not my twin flames. They're not these people that, mm -hmm. you know, rip your heart out and have made you seem crazy things that you know that there's a God after seeing that. Um, and, you know, and then there's soul family that are just, they're easy. They're people that you naturally get along with and understand. And, you know, the thing is, is most people don't meet their soulmate. And um, that's kind of where astrology comes into play is in, in order to meet your soul family, in order to meet the people that are naturally you uh, you have to be aligned with the most authentic you and you have to use your chart to find that you're looking into the most authentic version of you and having to step closer into it each day um and so most people don't marry their soulmate because they're not carrying enough energy they're not vibrating on a high enough frequency to attract such a Damn, high that sucks no, but I mean, we're all personally responsible for that, right? We're all vessels mm -hmm. of energy, and it's our responsibility of how we move that energy. Are we going to operate in our light side, or are we going to operate in our shadow side? And that's essentially what Twin Flames are showing you. Um, it shows you the yin and yang, the the shadow and the light. And that would make sense, especially romantically, if you two are yeah. a perfect match, like the yeah, you are perfect match. Facts. Yeah, and here's the thing that we're trying to, to figure out, like, one will you meet your essentially in this life you are meant from what you're saying you are meant to meet that person no or you're not you're not you know and, and that's the thing is there's no you know twin flames are in alignment with the universe um and there's there's no black and white in the universe um there's no mm. clear answer on it um Really, it's a it's a personal journey of self-understanding and self-actualization. And you're looking at this deep, intense resonance of a mirror in front of you of this person that shares your soul, apparently. And they show you everything about yourself, even the things you hate. And you, the question the universe is throwing back to you is, that's you. 
What are you going to do about that? How does that make you feel? Are you going to change that? Are you going to keep being the crap person that you are right now? Or are you going to do something about it? And are you all the, all these things that you hate about your twin flame right now about this mirror of you, are you going to fix that? Or are you just going to keep being a victim forever to your own circumstances? Mm-hmm. And you're it's essentially super- offered red pill, blue pill. What are you going to do about it? And most people won't ever be offered that extreme choice. Most people won't ever be offered that fork in the road because they're just not carrying that much energy. And that's not a bad thing. We need we need the followers. So that way there's not a higher bar set for average. You know what I mean? So question. Question for you then. Based on the, it sounds like a twin flame doesn't even need to be a romantic partner. It doesn't always, it's not always, most of the time it is um, because you need to kind of see yourself from, because here's the thing, right? Like most people are looking for love. And so, you know, how, how do you, how do you sell a product? By making it marketable, by making the packaging cute, right? By attracting that egoic, superficial thing. Most people are looking for their other half for whatever they just package that as. You're packaging your your other half. So you kind of need to be drawn in by that. Um, I have never talked so much <laughs> in a two-hour period. <laughs> Most people need to be drawn and that's kind of the donut that the universe is dangling in front of your face is, oh, you want love? You want this intense emotional understanding that you never thought you would ever experience and you want to, the things I have felt, the things I have actually felt, it's not, I've felt it like a drug to this day where I can still remember a person that I don't even know anymore. Um, and that I, things I felt with two years ago, I can still remember them and hear them and feel them ring back to me. Most people can't say that about just one person. Most people break up with somebody and they move on and kind of forget that person existed. How do you wake up every single day and think about them and dream about them and go insane wishing they would get out of your head? <laughs> Because you're just so haunted by how much you used to love them and the things you felt. How do you process that? Not everybody's meant to. But what was the question? Because I forgot what it was. <laughs> no, so the question. I think was just, I think you hit like a lot of. Yeah. I think you hit yeah. a lot of real things uh, on that thing. We don't. Yeah, need that's why I said that. we should break off episode because um, it, it moves your soul. And you know the thing about it is, sure, it's a quest for love, and that's kind of the thing enticing you to it. Um, but. You know, you'll also kind of realize where you hold yourself back and what are you going to do about that? And that's essentially what it's asking. And we I have a response to that, but I'll let Ryan go first. No, I was just going to say, yeah, the, the question that I asked specifically was, does it have to be a romantic partner? And the answer is no, you can no. you can learn about yourself from another another type of interaction with another person, another person closely tied yeah. to you, yeah. uh, which is what you answered. That makes sense. And I do. I do find it interesting the way you describe it, because yeah. I, I mean, I definitely and Matt will probably speak on this in a second. When we talked about this the first time, <laughs> I don't know if we did we ever talk about it on camera, Matt, or did we wait? Not on after? camera. Yeah. So after it was brought up off camera in our, in our little meetings, <laughs> I think Matt was looking into the concept of like finding the one, like finding the next, uh, you know, find, finding the one, right? Twin flame, finding yes. one. And I do think like in the escaping the twin flames and in some of the stuff that I knew about it, when Matt talked about it, that's kind of how it's sometimes pitched to people. You're pitching it differently. You're pitching it as, a, again, 
self-discovery. You meet this person and this person might end up ruining. I mean, so- the way you described it sounds horrible. This person might, yeah. might ruin your thoughts for a while. It rips your soul out and yeah. it shows you who you truly are. And But that's the thing, right, is we all have an ego and we all have a soul. We all have, you know, the, the light attributes and we all have the shadow attributes. And what I was saying before about how we're vessels for our energy, um, that's kind of where like past life regression and stuff like that comes in and just like being an old soul. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the more energy you accumulate over time throughout your the lessons that you learn on Earth, um, the the more, you know, energy you build, the higher you're able to raise your frequency, the more you're able to come into your like soul, like 5D energy alignment and really attract. Right. Because if you're at the highest, most authentic version of yourself, what would you attract? the other highest most authentic people that match you so if you're on really egoic vibes you you attract your flock right like or your vibe attracts your tribe like mm-hmm. that's what it's saying if you're like a really egoic person you, like people usually say in relationships it takes two to tango you're not the only toxic one same thing like if you're on a low vibe maybe it's not material maybe you're not a cheater maybe you're a liar but either way you're both on really low vibes uh so that's why you're attracting each other um and that's why it's usually hard for people to kind of look in the mirror in the first place and say like uh oh yeah that's fuck that's that's messed up what you did to me because you probably did something back but because you're both on these kind of low egoic vibes you're not even able to say oh yeah i did that and so you raise your vibe by kind of clearing energy blocks um but the reason i have the perspective i do is because i went through it i didn't look at it from the outside um the the answers found me again like i i experienced these things first and i was so whiplash by them that um that I had no choice. But the thing is, um, as much as there have been days that I I hate that I ever became a twin flame or that I ever learned what that word was, um, I, I would never give it back um, because it forced me to believe in something greater than myself. It gave me hope. It gave me something to work for. When I met my twin flame again, when I found a story, when I found all the answers, I was in just the rock bottomest of places. And so, I was able to move to- forward. Do you, is it okay to ask, do you feel you've met your twin flame already? Yeah, I have. Well, and that's why I'm saying I, I am one um, because I, I've, been through it. I've seen my face on somebody else. I've heard my voice on somebody else. I've heard somebody say exactly my words. I've sat, I've told you about this personally. I've sat across the room from somebody and watched the energy raise and felt it. And like, what do you make of that? I felt some crazy spiritual things from meeting somebody and, and, and what do you even make of that? Like, how once you know something, you can't unknow it. Once you see the truth, you can't go back. And I'll, I'll never, as much as it ripped my soul out and broke me to pieces, and, you know, I'll always wish we could reconcile things and figure it out. Um, I've, you know, I've also learned the art of detachment in that way and, you know, how to be happy without love. And, and I've learned things that I would never, never take back. Um but you know it ripped my soul out to do it um but it can be beautiful and if you eventually do reach the end goal of twin flame union of being with your person then that's an incredible thing but most people don't ever reach it and it's because you have to you know rip your soul out and put yourself back together to truly uh get to that point because that's what twin flame union is you're putting yourself back together and making yourself whole most people aren't whole most people are miserable, <laughs> honestly. 
That's true. That that's undeniable. Yeah. Uh, as sad as that may sound, that is undeniable. Most people are miserable. And that's um, where we go for you know this subject just to to help learn. And that's one of the things that is great about astrology. Take it just gives gives people something to really believe and think about. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, yeah, I agree with that. And that's amazing. And, it's amazing. And especially be- the energy part, you know, explaining energy and whether it's not literal, like if you're watching an anime and you're, you're getting energy, uh, if you've seen Dragon Ball Z and you see them literally um, getting <laughs> energy that way. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> but no, I think the energy to me is that effort. It's that moving forward. It's mm. consciously making sure you have a better attitude. And especially for, I think we can all agree, these last few years living in the United States, it's been a very emotional for a lot of people. And I mm. think like all we all have our personal lives and journeys. It's been tough to live in this world right now. And amongst that, we're, we're battling with our feelings all the time and our mental health especially lately. So Aaron, I think you really explained that beautifully about putting that energy out there. And it's not easy, especially in this world. And, um, you know, I think as we talk about, none, I think we don't want to be lonely. I think it's fair. We don't mind our me time sometimes, but it's just lonely. We don't want to be lonely. I'm sure we've all been there. And but I think we can get out of this conversation, if anything, beyond all the signs and the moons and the suns and the earth. It's just, it's okay to talk about this stuff because it's okay to talk about anything because there's people who feel the way you do. You're just trying to find some guidance. And I think what's valuable in this conversation is is getting that guidance out of people, right? And um, it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. And I think to put this on a boat with the energy, it's just about putting that effort and it's truly believing that you are going, you're putting this energy to something that's worth it. You know? And it hits, it hits, it hits really mm-hmm. hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't give us a chance to think there, man. You just said all that and then nothing, no. I'm I, I, doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you go on these changes, sometimes you just hear the TikTok background music. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, there's so much a lot to think about coming from this show, you know? I have one more question, if that's okay. If Aaron, if you're up for it. So obviously, hopefully, a lot of people are going to watch uh, the episode and all of this, right? If someone, I mean, I've obviously been kind of the extra curious, perhaps annoyingly so. Um, but uh, if someone like me, if you met someone like me who said, I don't know about all that astrology bit, what would you tell them in terms of, again, not trying to change anyone's minds, not trying to say you should believe this or shouldn't, because I don't think you would do that. And I don't think anyone should do that about anything, any belief system or lack thereof. But if someone was curious, but skeptical, what would you tell them to think about? Like, what would you tell them to look at and think about uh, just to, to try and open their brain to this idea that perhaps there is something in the stars that describes who you are, uh, how you are, etc. Um, 
you know, my approach would be different per person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's actually really funny because I just trained somebody for work recently. Um, and as you can tell, I'm a rambler <laughs> uh, <laughs> and end up having really deep conversations pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the person I was training um, was, uh, he was an Aquarius. He's an incredible skeptic. Um, and But I could tell that he was a believer that we're living in a video game simulation or a matrix. Okay. Um, so. I we we got we branched off into that and I was like, do you believe that we're living in a video game or a simulation? And he's like, yeah, I was like, okay, so if you believe that view astrology like it's your video game avatar and uh, you're trying to pass levels right now and the energies that you go through are just checkpoints um, and they're they're essentially levels that you need to pass to level up yourself and reach your highest alignment of energy to be one with the matrix. And he kind of sat there and thought about it like, huh, I can see that. And then I sat there reading his chart and he's like, oh, no, I can really maybe maybe you're on to something. And like that's usually where I kind of go with that is I'll think of like how it'll relate to that person in particular, Um, because I I know. like with girls, a lot of the times I'll just immediately start like, "Ooh, what's your sign?" and like make it super mm-hmm. like ditzy. <laughs> like you know, yeah. um, my approach changes per person, but essentially I would go into your chart and kind of tell you things about yourself and um, and see if it adds up. And usually that's just enough to get the boxes kind of ticking, hmm. the brain, the gears. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, you'd say. Don't knock it till you try it. Get your chart. Yeah, essentially. Hear the, hear the, hear the info. You know, but uh, release of control, too. People will find the answers if they want them. They'll heal if they want to. And, you know, um, I'll just offer the information and uh, see where that leads me. And that hits. That really hits. Do we have any other final questions? Jose, you want anything here? No, I'm good. I, I, I realize my Pisces is... Is what I'm looking for. Because <laughs> they got the data he needed. <laughs> yes. Well, I think this was a great way to end this show. And beyond anything, it's up to you if you want to believe it or not. So you take that information if you do and actually truly believe it deep down in your heart, in your soul, in your head. It might help you out. I think we all agree with that. Well, Appreciate the time. Aaron, you did an incredible job. You really did, especially thank for you. a first time. Yes, thank you. Thank Sorry you. for my rambles. Trust me. was great. I've done this a lot. You were not rambling. I've yeah. seen ramblers. Because you said stuff that actually matters. Like that's the difference between a rambler and someone who's just monologuing, as I say it. Because you actually there's something worth saying. I think there was. Thank so um we all appreciate that here. Jose or Ryan, appreciate you guys as always. And Hope we all do this again very soon. And um we're looking forward to seeing what, what's out there. See what Absolutely. um let's see what we can make of what this pod. Let's see what we can make the most out of what we learned from this pod. So Aaron McGoldrick, Jose Rivera, Ryan Page. We'll see y'all very soon. See you, Matt. This is a very productive conversation. 
Just as I predicted, that was one hell of a show. Great stuff, everybody. I appreciate you, Aaron, Jose, and Ryan. And hopefully we can all make some more content again down the line. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Exit Twitter, at ProdConvalPod. On TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we're back tomorrow. Big NFL show where we recap what's important and relevant about week 18, and then we preview the wild card round. So we'll talk about some of the teams that blew it, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, and some teams who made the most of the of the opportunities in week 18, like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins going from the two seed to the six seed. And then we're going to break down all the matchups. Big wild card weekend. Games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And from there, we kick off one of my favorite times of the year, the NFL playoffs. We got four weeks to go. Four rounds as we are on the road to Las Vegas and Super Bowl 58. It's going to be a journey and we're going to enjoy every single moment of it as we cover the 2023 NFL postseason for you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world. So it's going to be a very exciting show tomorrow. And on top of that, we will recap the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. And a programming note for this week, we are doing the tweet cap a day early, we are dropping the tweet cap on Thursday instead of Friday. This is because of some scheduling conflicts with Ryan, but no big deal. We will discuss the crazy things happening on the internet and in our world on Thursday. So tomorrow we have an NFL playoff preview show and a recap of the national championship on Wednesday. And then Thursday we have a tweet cap. So very exciting week. So let us enjoy every second of it. I want to think. Ryan Page, Jose Rivera, and Aaron McGoldruck for their contributions to the show today. I want to thank Dolo Renike, Alex DeJesus for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll be seeing you tomorrow as we talk all things NFL Wildcard Weekend and the National Championship. All right, see you then. Peace.